0: This is the National Football League. Each offseason, you got to work like it's the last season. And I just don't see a work ethic in Aaron Rodgers that I have in previous years. And uh, actually, you can see it right through his his helmet. The eyes and the face tell, tells everything of the personality. And uh, I just don't see it, that NFL hunger and and just feel hungry to go win another championship. I just think it's cliche and talk um, that that guys get up there and say, oh, I want to win a championship. It sounds good, but I want to see what you do on the field.
1: That's former Packers tight end Jermichael Finley saying Aaron Rodgers' work ethic is lacking. Lots of people say lots of stuff, PK, but when it's a former teammate, it's going to carry more weight. Whether it's right or wrong, it is going to carry
2: more weight. I agree. Yeah, sure. Uh, That's damning in a sense that that's your th- the deal there. I mean, he wasn't around offseason. He had other things going on. So you wonder, as I said earlier in the week, I think it was, he's turning into a drama queen. Thursday Football Tonight, it's the
1: Giants. It's New York and Washington. Sikon Barkley is listed as questionable for this one. 620 on the NFL Network. Washington, the first team to have to change quarterbacks. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is out, so they're going back to a guy who looked good in the playoffs, got beat. Of course, They got beat by the Bucks. so he got beat Tom, by I the mean, chance yeah. from Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. Good call. Got beat by the Bucs. You're right. I'd like to argue with you, but I can't. Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken foot in Wednesday's practice, so the Cowboys' defensive end is out six to eight weeks. And the Cowboys are also expected to be missing their second-best pass rusher, Randy Gregory. COVID-19 protocols. They're playing the Rams on Sunday. Do they still have Randy White? Nope, not anymore. The Manster, he's not there? Half man, half monster, the Manster. They got Ed Tuttle-Jones. <laughs> Raiders defensive tackle Gerald McCoy suffered a season-ending left knee injury in the Monday night game against the Ravens. He joins their starting offensive guard, Denzel Good, on injured reserve. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. I'm not going to bury
1: the lead. I'm not going to soft sell it. I'm just going to ask you. There's a job in your conference which came open. When people mention your name for said job, what would your response be?
0: My response is go Ducks.
1: Any any chance, any chance that you at least have a conversation? About.
0: I'm saying, telling you again, go Ducks. I, I'm not sure why you brought me on this interview. I was no, under no, the impression no, I'm, that I, we were I, talking I, about the Oregon Ducks and whatnot. Uh, Since we go this route, I'll reinforce it again. Go Ducks. And so here I am, buddy.
2: Rock me like
1: a hurricane. (laughs) Our Mario Cristobal with Doug Gottlieb on the USC rumors surrounding him. So he didn't say no. Go Ducks.
2: (laughs) Go Phil Knight. It's one and the same. Go Ducks. Ahead of their
1: clash against number one Alabama, Florida quarterback Emory Jones and Anthony Richardson know the plan about how they'll be utilized in the game. Jones has been the start of the season, while Richardson has been effective off the bench, prompting some to speculate he could take over the starting job. Against that backdrop, number 11 Florida gets ready for number one Alabama. Go Ducks. (laughs) You're going to sprinkle that in throughout the show now. Go Ducks. LSU running back Kevin Falk has stepped away from the team to be with his family after the death coach, of coach, not a running back. Running back coach, yes, Kevin Falk has stepped away from the team to be with his family after the death of his 19-year-old daughter earlier in the week. It's not expected to participate in Saturday's game against Central Michigan. Ed Orgeron expected expressed his condolences to the Falk family, saying everyone in the program is sick to their stomach over Kevin Falk's death. Understandable. Yeah, 19, so young.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA.
1: Milwaukee Bucks have named Lisa Byington as the team's new TV play-by-play announcer, making her the first woman to handle full-time TV play-by-play duties for a major men's professional sports team. Byington replaces longtime Bucks announcer Jim Paschke.
2: Retired this past season. Well, I think the big story here is that Paschke's only 70. These guys take this job till death do us part. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a 70 year old retire from this job. I mean, they are into it so much that they stay as long as they possibly can. There's been several people who've literally died on the job. And yet Paschke's out the door at, at seven. 70. I don't know if he's got any health issues. Hopefully not for him. Right. But, yeah, you don't see Al McCoy's 88 down in Phoenix. Still going on. Chick Hearn literally died on the job. Never did retire. It's like when you get a column job in the sports, they stay forever. I'm <laughs> looking at you. I'm not naming names. <laughs> looking at Jim Murray. Jim <laughs> Murray did it. Uh, that Greg Hansen that we have on, he's in the yeah. 70s. Osler up in San Francisco was like 72, 73. Wasn't there somebody from Washington with was like 90, 95 or something? Oh, yeah. Boswell? What was his name? Yeah. Yeah. He did forever. So to see this man step aside at 70. He's geez. a spring chicken. I know.
1: DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball.
1: Padres' five-game losing streak is over, ending the Giants' nine-game winning streak, 9-6. The finalist, Fernando Tatis, bangs out four hits. Padres finally snapped that streak, and the Dodgers take advantage. They beat the Diamondbacks 5-3, so they creep within a game and a half of the Giants in that race in the National League West. In the American League wildcard race, the Yankees beat the Orioles. Man, they just can't play Baltimore enough. That is, they had been such a cold streak, and they show up against Baltimore. Bizarreness in that game with the entire Baltimore Orioles ground crew perched behind the tarp, poised to spring into action, and the ump told him to scram. Although he later explained, I did not eject the grounds crew. It was Tim Timmons who did it. He said, I just wanted them, I just didn't want all of them behind the tarp, especially with the infield in. I have no idea what you're talking about. They so didn't eject it. Yankees win, but so do the Red Sox. So do the Blue Jays. Bo Bouchette, five ribbies, as the Blue Jays beat the Rays 6-3. to three. Red Sox over the Mariners 9-4. So no change at the top of the AL wildcard race. Angels win 3-2 over the White Sox. Angel star Mike Trout not expected to play the rest of the season, according to Joe Madden. I'm not anticipating anything to change in regards to him playing. I'd be very surprised. Had a calf injury in mid-May, and it has apparently lingered all year. What's the point now? Yeah. Lost year for trout. Bees open a six-game series in Reno tonight. First pitch 735. Steve Klauke will be on the air 720 with the on deck circle right here on the Zone Sports Network.
0: DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL beats
1: the San Jose Earthquakes in a wild game. 4-3 the final score. Rubio Rabin scores twice. Albert Rusnak had a goal and an assist. Justin Miram scored. They trailed twice, but they also blew one lead. And Rubio Rabin gets the game winner with about 10 minutes to go. And RSL wins on the road for the first time since the season opener against Minnesota.
2: So if we were going to have a female replace you, who would it be?
1: That's an excellent question. I don't know. Because I think it's about time. Lisa Bynton. Grab her away. She's busy.
2: Oh. Well, I think she's done a lot of soccer, so. Irregardless. I mean, your season runs like 13 months out of the year. Not quite. So she didn't have any about time. Eight. About eight. And she's going to the team that won the championship, so they're going to be deep into the playoffs more than likely. So she couldn't do it. Although you have, like, Seven forty-five day breaks during the season so maybe she could see you're debating <laughs> yourself you gotta come up with an answer soon people who would you want to see they're gonna have a female call RSL games who do you want 646 six. oh wait <laughs> oh wait that doesn't
0: work anymore and
2: yes, you did not learn it. And what did it he get did you? He did, however, here learn at we...
0: least
1: three of the five numbers because he got, got that
2: right. That's all. I... And I'm shocked that it came to me. <laughs> but that's all I got. I don't you know. love bringing it up. I don't know the other numbers beyond that. Three six. Because I was right, six and you guys four, six, used six to six. yell at me for not learning. And that. here we go. And I thought, well, I'm right. But I want to know what what female does our community want? Calling soccer games. I'm thinking, uh, what's her name? Uh, Charlize. What's her last name? Like Tehran, something like that. Charlize Theron, yeah. Theron, actress. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, she's she's, uh, she's making twenty million bucks a movie. What does she want to do this for?
2: For fun. Oh, Okay. I mean, I mean, you. Why do you want to do it? You're not getting any more money. You've told us that a thousand times. Yep. So for if sure. it's money. Why would you want to do it? What's the... That's a dumb thing to say. It's a great thing to say. It is not. You're not getting any more money for it. So, why... I keep getting the money
1: I make when a news director goes upstairs to fire us all. What? How many times has that happened since you've been in Salt Lake? Oh, approximately zero. Twice. You've been fired twice? No. He didn't get to fire me, but he went upstairs to try tried to clean out the whole department.
2: Oh well, yeah, when ball, you go up that. to the upper level, up there, they say, swat away this kid. We're not firing him. He's sportscaster of the year. Come on, dude. Got the last
1: one. You wrong, make it so easy for me sometimes. You make money. That's why I didn't do it.
2: Right, but you're not getting fired. So you're not doing it for money. Neither would Charlize. Isn't she? She's uh, from the other side of the world, so she's got to know about Af- soccer. She's South African. Well, South African, yeah. They're big in soccer, man. Yeah, Come on. Or Elizabeth rugby. Hurley. She's from Europe. It's, it's like the number one spot, sport over there, right? I mean, soccer, football, 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 football. You know, FC this, FC, FC that. You know what I mean? I mean, so come on. We got to get somebody who has an accent. Because anybody here in the youth leagues, if the coach has an accent, you already know. Oh, gosh, this guy knows soccer. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> how it works. Much <laughs> as second graders, their coach is Brazilian. Right. Got an accent, man. Because this isn't, you know, not the number one sport around here, so, around our way. Just, right. So I'm figuring get, we need somebody spice up the broadcast. Lizzie S- and Dunny. Seven, <laughs> seven goals spice
1: things up. And the yeah, red card rare. that wasn't. It was rare, yes. I mean, you already said it. You already did
2: in a wild game. It was a wild Four to three game. in my sport. uh hum. In your sport, it's a wild game. It's once in a lifetime. You should have seen it. There's action all over the place.
1: hosts Seattle, Rio Tinto Stadium, Saturday night at 730. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing.
2: What, what clip are we going to use? What clip are we going to use? Let's Lincoln Kennedy. Now. No, let's, don't, let's not wait to the commercial break. Lincoln Kennedy, <laughs> Pac-12 Networks, Raider <laughs> Radio Analyst. That's fine. The scenes, they don't know about that. What clip are we going to use? We'll listen here in about five minutes. You'll hear it.
1: <laughs> 8.30. Lincoln will be here to talk about the Raiders' crazy Monday night football game, the coaching change in USC, and the wide open Pac-12 South. Matt Ortiz, co-host of the Sons of Montezuma podcast covering San Diego State football, will join us at 9 o'clock as the youths get ready to go to Carson to play San Diego State. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the day is next.
0: The Big Show, the Big Show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson.
1: Utah tight end Cole Fotheringham, with us. You guys put the rivalry game behind you quite yet. You
0: moving on to San Diego State? Yes, sir. We got the film in this morning. We're going to make the corrections, and now our focus is on uh, San Diego State. Coaches like to use these situations as teaching moments. What did you see that stood out to you as a needing improvement? I think that you know, as a team, we came out maybe a little too confident, and BYU had a great game plan and they played a great game. They gave it to us. So all the respect to those guys, and we learned from our mistakes and. Now- now we're ready to get out to the next opponent. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone, in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Football Fridays presented by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Question of the day, last time BYU fans stormed the field before the Utah game was after the USC win and the Cougars promptly lost their next three games. Any worries about a repeat? Yeah. An emotional letdown. Yeah. It could happen. Or it won't because everybody's so on guard against it because it's so obvious. Yeah, but when isn't it obvious?
2: It's because you know something doesn't mean you can't prevent it. Not automatically, but possibly. The thing that works in BYU's favor is that they don't have as many big games. And this is circled as one of them. I mean, Baylor is not a big game. They're all big. Maybe Baylor does since you're going to be in their conference in a couple of years. But a lot of these players will be gone. Virginia with Bronco coming back. Uh, So, with that in mind...
1: But the Pac-12 South teams carry a special oomph. There's Arizona guys on the
2: team... Right. And it's a ranked opponent, and so, you have a chance to go three and zero in the Utes division. Well, why would we join that division, man? We dominate. That'd be too easy. Well, <laughs> they didn't. They certainly made inquiries in the Pac-12 here recently. There's no doubt about that. I'd said that weeks ago. And the fan base has spent, you know, better part of thirty years thinking about it, obsessing about it, yeah. and now hating it, and now having even more reason to hate it. Yeah. 30 years of thinking about it, 10 years, yeah. of, 10 years of hating it. Right, and now you're going to even hate it more because you're locked in with the other guys, so they're going to be your guys. It's funny. It's, not, it's going to be unusual because BYU folks, I mean, they just loved Gonzaga. Everybody just heaps praises on Gonzaga. Like it's, it, it can't be a true rival unless there's some hatred there and they tried to make it, but yet they loved Gonzaga and rooted for Gonzaga hardcore, but yet they would never root for Utah like that. Never. No. <laughs> Ever.
1: <Yeah. laughs> so they're going to be able to summon all that for Arizona State. Jeff says, uh, are there any worries about a repeat? OMG, yes. Yes. That was BYU Super Bowl. They put every ounce of their souls into it, and they played a perfect game, well beyond the team's abilities. There's nothing to look forward to now. Absolutely nothing. Nothing left this season to get motivated for. It's motivated for. It's all downhill from here. The wheels are already coming off with the bickering about who was the MVP for the Utah
2: game. Well, that's either sarcasm or go Utes. I assume that was go Utes, but see, there is also an opportunity, though, to prove that they didn't play the game of their lives, and it's not beyond the realm to have them play like that. This is who they are, and they're just really good, and they were underestimated. There is always teams like that every year. Uh, we don't see uh, the respect accorded until you get to you know week five, six, seven, and so forth. Um, we say that all the time. You know, I didn't see that coming. Now, with the, with the playoff, it's very rare. Because we do see it coming. We, we know there's a small circle of teams that are in contention, and they will remain in contention. Right, but Iowa State last year was the team. Wow, look how good they yeah, are. but they weren't in contention. I mean, I know they had the title game. They played game, the big Twelve title game. But yeah, they weren't going to win it. Uh, so, but yeah, that's that's a good example. Uh, so, we, from the college football, that, that's a good thing about college sports is it's not – Winner take all win or second place is just as good as losing It's not that way. It's not that way in the NCA's. if you go to the sweet 16 and you're Cinderella You had a phenomenal season. It's remembered forever uh, So you don't need to go to the Final Four win the whole thing certain schools do like Kansas not in football But Kansas in basketball if they don't win it or at least get there. It's disappointing because they're of that stature over many many years and in the pros It's a lot of that is, you know, either win or you lost. So I don't want to hear it. But I don't think it's that way in college. And Iowa State can have a very nice season. Because, I mean, you look at whoever's going to get the USC job most likely has not going to want it all. But yet that's a premier job in college football. So we don't look at that that way at the college level. So BYU still has a ton of proof. That's what's great things about uh, motivation and all. So people do think, wow, that was a Super Bowl, and you put everything into it, and good for you. You played a great game, and you won. You dominated. And now can you do it again? I mean, it's great you did it last week, but everybody's over it by now. You'd fans, you've moved on. You lost the game. You've beaten them 9 out of 10, and you got Sanders State this week. All right. Kyle, I heard... He had told his players they have a weekly coaches show apparently, and he told his players you don't answer any questions about BYU. It's over. Yeah, and that's like on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, well, it's Tuesday because Tuesday if you go to practice. He comes over, all right, all right we gotta go, 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 we go. And you're always, you're just like, oh man, you just, you're adrenaline. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta question. Kyle go has two minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then, in a minute and 20 seconds on my recorder, thanks, coach. <laughs> He's out the door on his way, wherever they do that, I don't know. Uh, but I was told that they uh, had info, maybe it wasn't him, but it was somebody who's told the players, no questions about BYU, we're past it, as they should. There's one game you lost. Uh, Early in the season whoop de doo I mean uh, Utah season is not over any more than Ohio State season is over To say that either season is over is ridiculous. So you lost the game It was going to happen at some point you weren't gonna beat them 500 times in a row In, In that respect, it's not that big of a deal because you're judged on your season. You're not judged on a singular game Especially the second game of the season so plenty of football, plenty of stuff to be had for sure. But for BYU, go out and, and improve it again because you got the, uh, the second and third ranked teams in the South, according to the preseason poll. And you're going to get the first, and who knows at that point we'll know the order. Uh, so there would be some, uh, especially as an independent, when you can't claim a conference title, go ahead and claim dominance in the division. And you beat half the teams. That's pretty cool.
1: Three and zero against the South. Five and zero against the conference. Yeah, I
2: mean you got to get there, right?
1: But that would be the goal.
2: Something to look forward to. And if you were to get it, I mean I think four and one would be pretty good. But if you went five and zero in that conference, three and zero in that division, we're going to be comparing the Pac twelve and
1: the Big Twelve now for.
2: Not yet. Not now.
1: You sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, no. I am.
2: I'm, I'm 100% positive. Well, in two years for sure, but this year, yeah, no, because no, you have an opportunity to dominate this conference, and you'll never, ever play five Pac-12 teams again, ever. Nope. Schedule set for next year, and then the conference schedule kick in, so yeah. this is it. Yeah. Right. So, basically, this is your going-out party against the Pac-12 You'll never play this match. Declare victory and move on. Yeah. That would be sweet for the program and its fan base. Jordan
1: says everyone is saying Utah is down. I say it's BYU who is up. Nothing fluky about it.
2: Cougs are going to roll. I don't know. Everyone's saying Utah is down. I don't Everyone's know. I don't probably know. a bit much. I don't know what Utah is. I don't even think it's a majority. I don't even think it's 50%. I don't think it's 40, 60%, or 40%. I think it's a question mark. How good is the team? Remains to be seen. How good they are. I think they'll get... I'm going to stick with my nine wins. They'd have to go... Six and, th- well, seven and two in the conference. Mm-hmm. As I sit here right now, I think it's doable. Maybe I'm overestimating Utah's program, but right now I, th- I think it's doable. Yeah, I do. That
1: would be doable because that would mean splitting with USC, Oregon, Arizona State, and UCLA and beating everybody else. And the bottom half of the conference does not look good here. And we've already talked about what a bad week out of the gate for the North yeah, and then out of the
2: week, out, out of the week. And then Stanford turns yeah, around and yeah. beats USC. <laughs> right. It was a bad week, but I don't know that but it's it, conclusion of season long this is who they are. It was there was no question it was a bad week. That'll never change. But that doesn't necessarily mean especially when you make a quarterback change in the case of Stanford. Yes. Or they make a quarterback commitment basically. Because I think they both played They both played in the K-State uh, game. Yeah, and then Shaw goes uh, with McKee makes a commitment to the young man And now he's off and we'll see what he can do and they'll be you know in the conference situation There'll be a whole lot of tape on him and all good for him. He played well one week uh, Virtually in his hometown. I'm sure his family was just thrilled beyond belief but the fact that your kid got a scholarship to Stanford, if they went 0-12, <laughs> you ought to be thrilled beyond belief. Consolation prize, <laughs> right. Stanford degree, golden ticket. Right. It, it really is. There's no question about it. So the things that matter in life, uh, unless you're— But if you can get the
1: big win at the Coliseum yeah, and yeah, seal the yeah, starting
2: yeah. job, too, all the better. It is. It is all the better. But I just try to—I I view sports as entertainment and find perspective with it. When it's over, it's over. Uh, less like when I walk out of a movie— If I liked it or I didn't, and then it's over, it's over. And for the rest of us, you know, if you're Clay Helton and that's your job and all that stuff, that's another story. But for the rest of us, we're just fans. It's not our jobs. My job is not dependent upon any team winning or losing. If it were, I would be the number one fan of that team. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, baby! Yeah. Yeah, I, I I would root so passionately, and I would be despondent if they lost. I've never been in that situation. Most of us don't put ourselves or find ourselves in that (laughs) position. How about this post from Karsten? BYU
1: won the only game that matters on the whole schedule. The rest is just a bonus. They could crap the bed the rest of the year, and I'd still consider this season a success. But I hope they win them
2: all. Go Cougs! Now the program is well beyond that to where that's the biggest game for now. Yeah, I agree.
1: But now this is a huge game. And you'd rather win the Utah game than the ASU game, but they have a chance to take them both, so take them both.
2: Yeah, yeah. I can relate it to my fandom. If I pick one game every year, it'd be the Arizona game that I'd want to win. Absolutely. There's no question about it. One, if I could pick one game that's an absolute must win, it's your rival. I agree with that 100%. But you've got to have more than that. If you're only, if you know, no one ever comes to a coach, you've got one game to win. What's it going to be? And if, as fans, we play these games. And so, yes, I understand that, particularly if you've lost nine in a row. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. It's just overwhelming. That's the one game. If you can only win one, that's the one. But, you know, you want a successful season. There's so much at stake for BYU as they continue to build and prove themselves. And what better way to prove themselves? I have no idea if Arizona State is a top 25 program. Beating Southern Utah and UNLV doesn't prove anything. I mean, obviously you were supposed to do that. You did what you were supposed to do. Yeah, so the point being, it's early. There'll be plenty of time for proof. And this is a step towards proof. Absolutely. For both teams. I think more so for the Devils because the Cougars already got a ranked team. You can combine Southern Utah's roster with UNLV, and the Devils should beat that roster, right? True story. And if I was Vegas, I would schedule SUU every year and try to create a rival. Your program stinks, (laughs) and you're not that far away from each other.
1: (laughs) UNLV visits (laughs) St. George tonight. Well, Southern Utah
2: is Cedar City, but... uh, I sent um, them to Dixie State accidentally. I'm sure they've got uh, guys from Vegas on their rosters because they're you know that obviously they're close but vegas the point i'm making is vegas is at best right now and it seems like forever has their big Sky's caliber team i doubt if you put an 8-9 game big sky conference schedule on vegas's slate that they would go undefeated
1: yeah i wouldn't take that bet that would yeah.
2: they would get beat yeah. at some point right so the Devils have proven nothing, but we knew that going in. Their schedule was going to be, they were going to be 2-0. and This
1: was what it was supposed to do. Right. Two games to tune up, then a good non-conference game to get you ready for conference, and then into the Pac-12. This is what they wanted when they set it up. They're right where they're supposed to be.
2: Exactly. Yes. So they've proven nothing. Well, they've proven that their pass game is awful. They don't throw the ball well at all. I mean, Daniels might be one of the... Most overrated quarterbacks. I mean, he had a ton of hype. If you thought Brewer, the mid-range game of hype, gets away from him. The deep ball uh, yeah, is pretty. That. You're just you going on so? one pass to IUC. I don't think you've watched one second of Sun Devil football this year. Not this year. I haven't. Right. <laughs> Not this so, year. Right. And so you're going back to that Oregon pass. I've seen him. I've seen him play against the Utes too. It was. You know, I don't think he's completed act- three passes against know. the Utes. I I don't think he's accurate in the mid range. <laughs> Do you think he's accurate in the mid range? If you completed three passes against the Utes, you're accurate in no range, and that's the only time he played him. Three passes. Yes. He's three for twenty. So no. So his. So the passing game isn't good. Yes, mid range, medium range, long range, short range, driving range. <laughs> 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 that would be awesome. <laughs> Just mixing sports. Guys out there with buckets of
1: balls. Range finder? <laughs> He's trying to drop it in some bucket
2: down, down down at the other end of the range, and he can't do it. Like they throw into trash cans. I, you saw one pass, and you keep saying the long range the bomb, the deep ball. No, it's not. His percentage is awful. <laughs> <sighs> they don't have a passing game. And they got one under the quarterback on scholarship. They're woefully weak. Their quarterback room is the worst in the no. country. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it is. The reality of the situation is what it is there, man. They love—Herm the Herb is an old-school dude. Obviously, he's old old in life, and he's old NFL dude. Run the ball. He makes Kyle look like uh, the freaking guy who wouldn't punt. No, the one guy who never would punt. Yeah. Uh. He that is coach now of head, somewhere? He's out the head coach of Presbyterian College. Yeah. I mean, throw the ball all over the place. Yeah. Had his quarterback set an NCAA record with 10 touchdown passes a couple weeks back. Yeah. So they're going to try to run the ball. Yeah, obviously, because that's all they can do. Maybe this is the week they finally get it going, but they've been talking about it for the last two weeks. As Gord would say, down air. Where? Uh, down air. Uh, yeah, they, they can't throw the ball with any level of success. I mean, even their own guys say they should have had at least 150 yards more against Vegas, and they didn't. They just this is not not their strength. So, they're, if they're going to beat you, it's going to be on the ground. He, the kid, ran for 125 yards. I think it's fourth or fifth in program history, something like that. Uh, so they're, they'll have opportunity to to prove how good they are. We don't know how good they are. BYU, we got more of an inkling, but you got to do it again Because if you don't do it again, well, yeah You rose up in that one game and you put all your marbles in that thing and blah 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 and you got it done good for you, but Anybody could do that in a singular game. What can you do over? It's like golf, you know, you got 18 holes In these tournaments, there's such grinds. You got 18 holes four times What can you do over those? 72 holes that's what matters that's how you're judged right how you you're judged how, over 72 holes anybody can get hot but do you stay hot seven I mean uh, 72 holes four days then it's such a grind mentally and, and you can stay hot and then yeah. just
1: a couple bad swings right and there's only one shot separating the top guys so many weekends the top players yeah you can't have a bad hole no you drop you're playing great you're at the top of the leaderboard and you drop one ball on the water in 15 or 16 and it's
2: over well 18 with Phil on the US Open US the only Open. thing that's eluded on, him the on, thing that he wanted really bad and he didn't get it on top he had the opportunity on top of the, the tent tent into the tree yeah he had the opportunity man if he just bogeyed he walks away with it if I remember correctly how could I be so stupid so it's such a grind and it's the same thing with football here because that's, that's the challenge. You knew, for the Cougars' perspective, you knew that that was going to be a highly emotional game. And you've known for months Then you would have another Pac-12 South opponent the following week in your stadium. And there won't be near as emotion, but there should be plenty. Of, I'm For BYU fans, I hope you do all in your power to fire the guys up, to get them going. Last time BYU fans stormed the field
1: before that Ute win was after the USC win and the Cougars promptly lost the next three games. Any worries about a repeat? And Drew says, Context. you also lost QB1, QB2, and RB1 in those games.
2: Yeah, well, what it was, you lost to Toledo. Right? And so, You lost to South Florida. And QB2 is now QB1. I was
0: going to say, the guy so that is currently
2: QB1. <laughs> Those are excuses. But you lost, so that's what you do. You come up with excuses. We have no idea what the other team had. Nobody remembers. I have no clue who played for South Florida. It's like we all these guys, these in-house guys, when the Jazz schedule comes out, oh my gosh, they're going to be so gassed. They have this, 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 and this. We never say what the other teams have. It's just our guys. We create excuses because we want them to win so bad, and we love them so deeply that if they don't, well, it's got to be some other reason, not that they weren't good enough. Well, screw that reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> we love them dearly. They mean so much to us that
1: we got to come up with The first thing you excuses. do is you count up how many back-to-backs the Jazz have, but you got to count up how many back-to-backs the opponents have because lots of teams come in here on the second night, Yes.
2: Well, the great thing about the NBA is who gives a crap because in the end, it's decided it's going to come summer. down to the playoffs. Yeah. And did you or didn't you? Jazz had a better record than the Clippers. They had home court, yeah. but they lost four in a row. Right. And Kawhi Leonard was out. Spin it any way you want. The rest of the world is going to say that's bad.
0: Ooh,
1: Papa P, who we have not heard from in a long time, still lurking out there listening. Calling my shot. What do you got? BYU football wins by four-plus TDs over the Sun Devils. Wow. Take it to the
2: bank. Okay. Hashtag go Cougs. I would love to. You, Papa P, get with us soon, and make sure you uh, give me your Venmo account. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're emptying it out. Uh, yeah, so you are giving me uh, 24 points? Maybe so.
1: Ooh. He probably means 28. You're the only one who subtracts the extra points. Take the extra points.
2: Well, touchdown is a touchdown. That's what uh, me and Vegas, we're the only Mm -hmm. two that do it. You're Mm -hmm. right. We're the only two. A touchdown is four, is six. So you're right. Big
1: Mac at Tavita Mac says, Oh, I'm sure the Cougs are well aware of this. Knowing it's coming, they will prevent the letdown.
2: Maybe so then you got to win the game. You may not have a letdown, but you still got to find ways to win. There's no reason why they they don't win. This is not a powerhouse over here. I mean, it's clear there is no powerhouse in the South. (laughs) After two quarters, it was 14-10. Vegas was in the game. Was close at the half. Now, they did have two long drives at the start, and then I think they gained three total yards in the second half, literally. So... There was an adjustment made. And from the devil's standpoint, ah, you got us a couple of drives. Good for you. But, but then we adjusted There was no dominated. urgency. We'd watched the film. We yeah. knew we were going to win. And we cracked down and dominated you, right? So there's something to be said for that. It's probably the best that the coaches could have. The defensive coaches, look what they did to you. Oh, yeah, they need something to pick on. Yeah.
1: Last thing they need is you pitching a shutout. Right, 45-zip, yeah. Against the UNLV team that they're like, that is
2: easily bottom half of the Mountain West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was probably best-case scenario. They won fairly comfortably, but at the same time they gave up two long drives, and and they so happened to be the first two of the game. And so that's teachable. And they know, they know full well that they're going to have to play a lot better because there's no doubt that – the Cougars got ASU's full attention by beating Utah because the last time they Utah and ASU played they they were dominated three passes three of 20 2 and 0 against the Pac-12 South ought
1: to be easy for the ASU coaches to send a message these guys are good yeah all right DJ and PK when we come back you got a story concert story
2: if you want I got two stories. Oh, really? Yeah. What's your other one? Uh, Stick around to find out. It involves making fun of you.
1: Oh well, then let's go to the other one. I'd say both. All right, that's next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started.
0: This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Brian Fisher from Athlon Sports. What do you expect
2: this weekend from that Sun Devils-Cougars matchup here in Provo?
0: It's going to be interesting because I'm not quite sure that Arizona State has been playing up to their potential. I mean, this was a team that, you know, frankly, had it not been for the NCAA investigation and everything that's been going on off the field, that you could make a legitimate case this is probably one of the favorites in the pac south. I don't think they've been quite as sharp offensively. You kind of expect a little bit more, and, and we haven't quite seen that. I think that's kind of reflected in this close line I mean BYU is playing well they've got a lot of momentum coming into this and, and as you guys know they take these games against Pac-12 opponents seriously and I wouldn't be surprised at all if BYU comes in there and just physically makes ASU pay in the trenches in particular in this game. Hanson Scotting weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5 1280 the zone in the zone sports network.
1: LendRight Mortgage will be live with DJ and PK Friday morning to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or refinance. Listen Friday morning to visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. All right, you got two stories. You're going to get them both? I'll give you one. Uh, he's going to hold the other
2: one back. Yeah. Which one are we going to get? So last night I go to see John Party. It was party time. He's a country star. Enjoy his music. He's probably a little wise well, way more country for you for you than you would uh, you would want for sure So it's at the State Fair so we're going to the show right we pull into the parking lot and There's three lanes of people that you drive and pay your ten bucks to park right and I'm in the middle lane So you go up you got the window down you pan them the money they give you the change and the little sticker You put it on the dashboard and away you go, right? And so, as you're approaching the lady who's going to take the money, you got to stop. Over to my left, is three people. There's a gallon of back seat. And they're in a convertible, right? So, top is down, obviously. Well, she looks at me, because we're stopped. And so, they would be, we're on deck, so to speak. We're the next car. So, we're stopped waiting. Next car to pay the attendant. And so, are they to the left? Mm-hmm. Gallon back seat is actually even with me in the front seat. I the window down, and she looks at me and she says, Hey cowboy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are you, Chubby Jason? Vacation, man? A wife's asleep going down the road. Christy Brinkley pulled up alongside you. I look at her. <laughs> Yuck.
2: <laughs> and she kind of gives me a heads up. Like, hey, cowboy. <laughs> hey, look at her. That's rude. <laughs> I got right there in the passenger seat. I got my best dame. My best dame is right there. My old lady. Now, I realize I'm a chick magnet. That has been well evidenced over the years. I mean, I can't do anything, you know, have them uh, not say something. You know what I mean? I mean, come on. PK, take it off, baby. Right. Right. I mean, I can't I look tell hot you. And leather, what can I say? How many times people uh, chicks have said that to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a fact. So then what happens? I look at her like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, cowboy. First of all, I got a hat on, a, a Hurley cap. Hurley makes beachwear. Not a lot of cowboys at the beach. No. <laughs> The last roundup on the sand. Now, I realize we're going to a country concert, but I don't have a cowboy hat on. I don't have Wranglers on. I don't have boots on. I got a t-shirt that says Jax, which is a surf shop down in Hermosa. And I got a Hurley cap, which is they make like skateboards and, and beachwear. They're well-known for their beach wear. And she says to me, hey, cowboy.
1: Hey, cowboy. I got a woman sitting right there. Yep, there she is, riding shotgun.
2: I faced a dilemma. What to do? You laughed. I am tired of going out in public and getting hit on. <laughs> BK's been objectified
1: so many times. Yes, I'm sick of it now. She doesn't know anything about your mind, anything about your sense of humor, anything about your intellect, how deeply you care about other people. She just objectified your physical presence. I mean, it's impressive, yes.
2: (laughs) We understand that. We do. (laughs) We collectively,
1: The collectively, the royal we. Began the frog in his pocket. See, the great (laughs) thing about getting older... Did your wife hear this? Does she have anything funny to say as a response? She heard it, yeah. What'd she say? <laughs> like,
2: <pfft. laughs> like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, they're like five feet away from you, I, ten feet I, I, away. <laughs> yeah, I can.
1: I can think hey, of, cowboy, I with can, kind of a grin. I can think of a bunch of funny
2: responses from your wife, but apparently she didn't go there. <laughs> well, I mean, she's... I, I think she felt proud. She got herself quite a catch. Yes, clearly, of course, of course, right, obviously. But the great thing as you get older is the standards lower dramatically. <laughs> you got a pulse. <laughs> well, not. I mean, Chris Hill once told me we were talking, we were killing time. Mm-hmm. I think it was before a Vegas game or something. Vegas. I think it might have been before the <gasps> Vegas Bowl. BYU, Utah, and killing. We got there early. I mean, we hands and I were doing the post or pregame out out uh, on the field there, so we had plenty of time to walk over. He says, yeah, you know, you look good. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you don't have a big gut, and you got your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Low standards, (laughs) I see where you're going. (laughs) So the great thing about that, yeah, you got the ugliest face in the world, I guess, but if you don't have a gut, which I don't think I've got, and I got my hair, which... That's just the luck of the draw. I right? know.
1: <laughs> what did you do to earn that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that, is that somewhat genetic? Yes. I think it's very genetic. Is it, is it? Yeah. But I've heard like it skips a generation or whatnot. And it's supposed to be
1: more maternal dominant, so it's not so much what your dad's hairline oh, really? is, is. Yeah. So like you want to check your mom's father, is what I've been told. Mm. I have not done a lot of research into this, but it does hold in my family. As far as my mom's, but, but my brother has the exact same genetics and my youngest brother lost his hair at 30. 30, huh? Gone. Yeah. Hairline straight back. And he's gone aerodynamic. He never messed with it. He went aerodynamic and I don't know how you mess with it. Well, as far as you can get plugs or you can get a toupee or you can, you know, a toupee. Does anybody do that anymore? Some people do. Not very often, though. It's not nearly the thing it was, but then there's. You you see a few out there in crowds. You do? Yeah, but when you people watch, when you go to a a game or go to a concert, every once in a while you see it.
2: Yeah. No, but I think the hair plugs are way more common now. So it's your mother, because my father, he had a full head of hair and didn't really ever turn gray. He got a little white at the end. I mean, 85. Yeah, right. But up through his 70s, we. I took him out for his 80th birthday. We rented, we both went to LA, rented a convertible and drove up to Santa Barbara. And I got pictures at, mm. at 80. And he didn't look 80. The hair was there. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was
1: how it got. But Chris Chris is right him. about, yeah, the and you're right about the lower the bar. And Chris is right about if you keep the weight off. And the thing is, you can even have a little bit of a role, and people don't even care at that point. Sex sells, <laughs> PK. What sells? Sex sells, PK mm, Yeah. Yeah. I've made a lot of money. All right, DJ and PK. So PK's getting hit on a concert, so yeah. ponder that. Hey cowboy. When we come back, here we go. I mean, we're two games into the football season already. Here come NBA predictions.
2: Well, just the, the first practice preseason game is like two weeks. Three I, know, weeks. I know, I know it is. <laughs> I know you're right. All right, we will
1: get to the preseason predictions for the Jazz. Are you buying it? And if you haven't heard it yet and may surprise you, we will get to that next. Stay with us.